The Sixth Day of Creation from Genesis chapter 1 God said, Let the earth produce living creatures after their kind, livestock, creeping things, and animals of the earth after their kind. And it was so. God made the animals of the earth after their kind, and the livestock after their kind, and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind. God saw that it was good. God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of heaven, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In God's image, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them. God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of heaven, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God said, Behold, I have given you every herb yielding seed, which is on the surface of all the earth, and every tree which bears fruit yielding seed. It will be your food. To every animal of the earth, and to every bird of heaven, and to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. There was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Almighty God, we beseech you, graciously behold this your family, for which our Lord Jesus Christ was contented to be betrayed and given up into the hands of wicked men, and to suffer death upon the cross. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The Old Testament Lesson for Good Friday is written in the 52nd and 53rd chapters of the book of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the 13th verse. Behold, my servant will deal wisely. He will be exalted and lifted up, and will be very high, just as many were astonished at you. His appearance was marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. So he will cleanse many nations. Kings will shut their mouths at him, for they will see that which had not been told them, and they will understand that which they had not heard. Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord's arm been prevailed? For he grew up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He has no good works or majesty. When we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man suffering and acquainted with disease. He was despised as one from whom men hid their face, and we didn't respect him. Surely he has borne our sickness and carried our suffering. Yet we considered him plagued, struck by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought our peace was on him, 
and by his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, every one has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, yet when he was afflicted, he didn't open his mouth. As a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and as a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he didn't open his mouth. He was taken away by oppression and judgment. As for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living and stricken for the obedience of the people, they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich man in his death, although he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has caused him to suffer. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he will see his offspring. He will prolong his days, and the Lord's pleasure will prosper in his hand. After the suffering of his soul, he will see the light and be satisfied. My righteous servant will justify many by the knowledge of himself, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion with the great. He will divide the plunder with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was counted with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressors. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Merciful and everlasting God, who has not spared your only Son, but delivered him up for us all, that he might bear our sins upon the cross. Grant that our hearts may be so fixed with steadfast faith in him, that we may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The epistle is written in the fifth chapter of the second epistle to the Corinthians, beginning at the fourteenth verse. Brothers, for the love of Christ constrains us, because we judge thus, that one died for all, therefore all died. He died for all, that those who live should no longer live to themselves, but to him who for their sakes died and rose again. Therefore we know no one after the flesh from now on. Even though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now we know him so no more. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. But all things are of God, who reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and gave to us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not reckoning to them their trespasses, and having committed to us the word of reconciliation. We are therefore ambassadors on behalf of Christ, as though God were entreating by us. We beg you, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For him who knew no sin... He made to be sin on our behalf, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God.
O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who has willed that your Son should bear for us the pains of the cross, that you might remove from us the power of the adversary. Help us so to remember and give thanks for our Lord's passion, that we may obtain remission of sins and redemption from everlasting death. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man. Preserve me from the violent man which imagine mischiefs in their heart. Continually are they gathered together for war. They have sharpened their tongues like a serpent. Adder's poison is under their lips. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from the violent man, who have purposed to overthrow my goings. The proud have hid a snare for me, and cords. They have spread a net by the wayside. They have set gins for me. I said unto the Lord, Thou art my God. Hear the voice of my supplications, O Lord. O God the Lord, the strength of my salvation. Thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and the right of the poor. Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in thy presence. of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. John. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the brook Kidron, where there was a garden, into which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. Judas then, having taken a detachment of soldiers and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, came there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all the things that were happening to him, went out and said to them, Who are you looking for? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. He said to them, I am he. Judas also, who betrayed him, was standing with them. When, therefore, he said to them, I am he, they went backward, and fell to the ground. Again, therefore, he asked them, Who are you looking for? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If therefore you seek me, let these go their way, that the word might be fulfilled which he spoke. Of those whom you have given me, I have lost none. Simon Peter, therefore, having a sword, drew it, struck the high priest's servant, and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus therefore said to Peter, Put the sword into its sheath. 
the cup which the Father has given me. Shall I not surely drink it? So the detachment, the commanding officer, and the officers of the Jews seized Jesus and bound him, and led him to Annas first, for he was father-in-law to Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year. Now it was Caiaphas who advised the Jews that it was expedient that one man should perish for the people. Simon Peter followed Jesus, as did another disciple. Now that disciple was known to the high priest and entered in with Jesus into the court of the high priest. But Peter was standing at the door outside. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to her who kept the door, and brought in Peter. Then the maid, who kept the door, said to Peter, Are you also one of this man's disciples? He said, I am not. Now the servants and the officers were standing there, having made a fire of coals, for it was cold outside. They were warming themselves. Peter was with them, standing and warming himself. The high priest therefore asked Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. Jesus answered him, I spoke openly to the world. I always taught in synagogues and in the temple where the Jews always meet. I said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. Behold, they know the things which I said. When he said this, one of the officers standing by slapped Jesus with his hand, saying, Do you answer the high priest like that? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, testify of the evil. But if well... Why do you beat me? Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Peter was standing and warming himself. They said therefore to him, You aren't also one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not one of the servants of the high priest. Being a relative of him whose ear Peter had cut off, said, Didn't I see you in the garden with him? Peter therefore denied it again, and immediately the rooster crowed.
They led Jesus, therefore, from Caiaphas into the Praetorium. It was early, and they themselves didn't enter into the Praetorium, that they might not be defiled, but might eat the Passover. Pilate, therefore, went out to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered him, If this man weren't an evildoer, we wouldn't have delivered him up to you. Pilate therefore said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your own law. Therefore the Jews said to him, It is illegal for us to put anyone to death. That the word of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spoke, signifying by what kind of death he should die. Pilate therefore entered again into the praetorium, called Jesus, and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Do you say this by yourself, or did others tell you about me? Pilate answered, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight, that I wouldn't be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this reason I have been born, and for this reason I have come into the world, that I should testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? When he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no basis for a charge against this man. But you have a custom that I should release someone to you at the Passover. Therefore, do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? Then they all shouted again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber.
So Pilate then took Jesus and flogged him. The soldiers twisted thorns into a crown and put it on his head and dressed him in a purple garment. They kept saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they kept slapping him. Then Pilate went out again and said to them, Behold, I bring him out to you, that you may know that I find no basis for a charge against him. Jesus therefore came out, wearing the thorn of crowns and the purple garment. Pilate said to them, Behold, the man. When therefore the chief priests and the officers saw him, they shouted, saying, Crucify! Crucify! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. When therefore Pilate heard this saying, he was more afraid. He entered into the praetorium again and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Pilate therefore said to him, Aren't you speaking to me? Don't you know that I have power to release you and have power to crucify you? Jesus answered, You would have no power at all against me unless it were given to you from above. Therefore, He who delivered me to you has greater sin. At this, Pilate was seeking to release him. But the Jews cried out, saying, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king speaks against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat, at a place called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the preparation day of the Passover, at about the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, Behold, your king! They cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. So then he delivered him to them to be crucified.
So they took Jesus and led him away. He went out bearing his cross to the place called the place of a skull, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha, where they crucified him, and with him two others, on either side one, and Jesus in the middle. Pilate wrote a title also, and put it on the cross. There was written, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Therefore, many of the Jews read this title, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. The chief priests of the Jews therefore said to Pilate, Don't write the King of the Jews, but write, He said, I am King of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts, to every soldier a part, and also the tunic. Now the tunic was without seam, woven from the top throughout. Then they said to one another, Let's not tear it, but cast lots for it, to decide whose it will be. That the scriptures might be fulfilled, which says, They parted my garments among them, for my cloak they cast lots. Therefore the soldiers did these things. But standing by Jesus' cross were his mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. Therefore, when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing there, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. From that hour, the disciple took her to his home. After this, Jesus, seeing that all things were now finished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I am thirsty.
Now a vessel full of vinegar was set there. So they put a sponge full of the vinegar on hyssop and held it at his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Therefore the Jews, because it was the day of preparation, so that the bodies wouldn't remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, they asked Jesus that their legs might be broken, and that they might be taken away. Therefore the soldiers came, and broke the legs of the first, and of the other who was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus, and saw that he was already dead, they didn't break his legs. However, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. He who has seen has testified, and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth, that you may believe. For these things happen that the scripture might be fulfilled, a bone of him will not be broken. Again, another scripture says, they will look upon him whom they have pierced. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked of Pilate that he might take away Jesus' body. Pilate gave him permission. He came, therefore, and took away his body. Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred Roman pounds. So they took Jesus' body and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as the custom of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. In the garden was a new tomb, in which no man had ever yet been laid. Then because of the Jews' preparation day, for the tomb was near at hand, they laid Jesus there.
the small catechism, the Lord's Prayer, the seventh petition. What is the seventh petition? But deliver us from evil. What does this mean? We pray in this petition, as in summary, that our Father in heaven would deliver us from all manner of evil, of body and soul, property and honor, and at last, when our last hour shall come, grant us a blessed end, and graciously take us from this veil of tears to himself in heaven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. But deliver us from evil. Luther, like many of the catechists of old, teach that this petition, this last petition, is nothing other than a summary of everything that we have prayed for already in the Lord's Prayer. Because the entire substance of the Lord's Prayer is against the evil one, the one who lusts to hinder God's name from being hallowed, from keeping his kingdom from coming, who doesn't want his will to be done, who wants to take away our daily bread, who, who wants forgiveness to be rejected, to not enter the world. The evil one we are taught to pray against wants us to fall away to God into any and every temptation, for any and every evil to befall us, whether that's poverty, shame, death, misery, heartache, so on. The evil one attacks the church. He attacks us in the church constantly, our entire lives, desiring to afflict our souls and bodies, to drive us to insanity, madness, Luther says even suicide, among other terrible disasters. The evil one works constantly, tirelessly for this. What can we do against such an ancient foe? How can we withstand the serpent who doesn't sleep? As Luther teaches, there is only one thing we can do. Pray. Pray the Lord's Prayer. Pray to our Father in heaven, deliver us from the evil one. And now see, this Good Friday night, how our Lord answers this prayer on Good Friday in his Son. We are taught to pray our Father who art in heaven. At this, hear our Lord praying from the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? With this, see how our Lord earns victory over the evil one. For even as our Lord is drinking from the cup of the Father's wrath, still our Lord looks to the Father in heaven and prays this psalm to him. The evil one could not stop the Son from loving, trusting, and fearing his Father with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his mind and with all his strength, even when the suffering was great, even when the Father's wrath was being poured out on him, even as darkness surrounded him in the land. And because our Lord cried to the Father from the cross, the prayer is answered. Our Father is addressed. Christ is victorious. The evil one is conquered. And we are delivered from evil. Our Father who art in heaven. It is finished. We are taught to pray, Hallowed be thy name. At this, 
hear our Lord before the council of the Jews, as he is on trial, hold up all his teachings and not deny one iota of them, even when they are threatening him with death. Hear our Lord before this Sanhedrin, in the name of God, keep all his teachings, just as we have them handed down to us from the apostles in the Gospels. Hear our Lord tell the Sanhedrin to go ask about his teachings from those who heard them, because he knew his word and the name of God given in that word continued to work in those who received what he taught. But the faith of those had not let his teachings go. Later on, as Pilate tried to threaten our Lord with his authority as governor, hear our Lord glorify and keep holy the name of the Father, as he told Pilate, You have no authority over me at all unless it had been given to you from above. See our Lord on the cross. Suffer and keep true the accusation above him, which is written in every major language of the world, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. The evil one could not stop our Lord from hollowing the name of God before the Jews, the Gentiles, or on the cross. Because our Lord kept the name of God hollowed, because our Lord puts this Trinitarian name on us in baptism, where we are baptized into his death and resurrection. Because of all this, the prayer is answered. He is victorious. The evil one is conquered, and we are delivered from evil. Hallowed be thy name. It is finished. We are taught to pray, Thy kingdom come. And at this, hear our Lord tell Peter, after he struck the guard, Put your sword into its sheath. Because you see, the kingdom of God was not to come by the sword and might of men, but by the two-edged sword of our Lord's word that came from heaven. Hear our Lord tell Pilate, You say that I am king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Because our Lord became incarnate for the very purpose of bringing the kingdom of God into the world, so that by his teachings of truth and baptizing, we may enter into his kingdom, so that baptized, we may be of the truth and hear his voice. Again, hear our Lord tell Pilate, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Because coming from heaven incarnate, his kingdom is from above. Where the fight now is not for an earthly kingdom won by the might of men, but against the kingdom of the devil won by the might of he who is both fully God and fully man, who comes not from earth but from heaven who fights not by a sword of steel, but by a cross of wood. The evil one could not stop our Lord from turning death from a weapon of destruction into the door of life eternal. 
The evil one could not stop our Lord from ushering in the invading kingdom of God by his death on the cross and the spilling of his blood. Because our Lord baptizes us, rescuing us from the devil's kingdom and bringing us into God's kingdom, bringing us from sin to righteousness, from slavery to freedom, from death to life. Because of this, the prayer is answered as his kingdom hails the victory of her king. The devil's kingdom is raised and we are delivered from evil. Thy kingdom come. It is finished. We are taught to pray thy will be done. At this, hear our Lord, as his flesh trembled in Gethsemane, praying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. See how Christ went forward doing the will of the Father, not the will of his flesh. Hear our Lord tell the band of soldiers in the garden, If you seek me, let these men, that is the eleven disciples, go. Let my church go. See here in the garden how our Lord did the will of the Father, giving his life for the life of his disciples, the life of his church, that he may not lose a single disciple given to him, including you. Hear the deafening silence of our Lord as, opening not his mouth, the lamb is led to the slaughter, remaining silent. Silent before the Jews, before Pilate, before the crowds who demanded Barabbas be released and he be crucified. See there our Lord in his silence doing the Father's will. Being crucified in our place, we who are as sinful as Barabbas, and because of Christ's death, are released like him. See our Lord doing the Father's will in the suffering of his passion, as the crown of thorns and purple robe are placed on, on him in mockery, as he was hit, slapped, spit upon, and reviled, as he carried his own cross to Golgotha, as the nails were driven through his hands and feet, as all those around him blasphemed him. The evil one worked all his might through Judas, through the Jews, through the Gentiles, through the blasphemers, through the entire world. Satan threw the entire world at our Lord as he suffered, trying to keep our Lord from doing the will of the Father. But the evil one could not stop him. Still, our Lord suffered his passion for you, because it was the will of the Father. Because our Lord prayed, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Because the Father's will was done perfectly to completion, the prayer is answered. He is victorious. The evil one is conquered, and we are delivered from evil. Thy will be done. It is finished. We are taught to pray, Give us this day our daily bread. At this, hear our Lord say to his mother, Behold your son, and to the disciple whom he loved, Behold your mother. See how our Lord provided daily bread for his mother and his disciple by making them family. 
at this petition, see how on the day of preparation, the soldier pierces the side of our Lord. See the blood and water pour out of his side, separating the body and the blood, making the sacrifice complete. See the sacrifice of the Passover lamb hang there, prepared to completion, having suffered the flames of the Father's wrath. Oh, the evil one celebrated and cheered on the world as our Lord was given his stripes, as he bled from the cross, becoming more of a worm than a man. Oh, he cheered. But once the eternal spring opened from our Lord's side, once the river of life of the water and blood from his side flowed, from that moment the devil could not stop him from giving us our daily bread at this altar, the daily bread, spiritual daily bread of his body and blood. The devil can't stop it. And because, because our Lord gives us our daily bread, at the altars of our home, at our family table, where we eat together, and where he gives us our daily spiritual bread of his body and blood here at the altar of his church. The devil can't stop it. And our Lord will continue to give us the spiritual daily bread of his body and blood until he returns. Because you see, the prayer is answered. He is victorious. The evil one is conquered, and we are delivered from evil. Give us this day our daily bread. It is finished. We are taught to pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. At this, hear our Lord pray from the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Hear how our Lord prays that we receive the very forgiveness which he is earning for us in his death on the cross. Hear again our Lord tell the criminal on his right, Today you will be with me in paradise. The evil one is often called Satan, which means the accuser. Because the evil one works tirelessly to tempt us into sin, then the instantly we sin, he accuses us of it, reminding us of the guilt, the shame, the punishment that goes with sin. But see here how the evil one works with all his might to make this criminal despair like Judas with guilt of the sin he confesses. See how the evil one cannot stop the word of Christ, that he prayed that they be forgiven from working in the heart of this criminal. See how the evil one fails as the word of Christ leads the criminal to turn his despair to Christ and confess his sin. See how the evil one fails from stopping Christ's forgiveness as our Lord absolves the criminal on the cross and takes the criminal sin into himself. See, instead, how our Lord gives forgiveness from the cross in the baptismal waters, where our sinful flesh, like the criminal, is crucified with him. 
See how baptism unites us to this forgiveness on the cross. See how we are forgiven by the word of Christ proclaimed on the cross. See how we are intimately fed the forgiveness in the body given here for us and the blood poured out here for us. See how we are forgiven in this supper. And now, forgiven, strengthened, are able to forgive each other with this forgiveness that comes from Christ. Because our Lord forgives from his cross, the prayer is answered. He is victorious. The evil one is conquered, and we are delivered from evil. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It is finished. We are taught to pray, lead us not into temptation. At this See how our Lord has defeated every temptation that the evil one has thrown at him, from the stones in the wilderness, to the kingdoms of the world in all their glory, to the blasphemies on the cross telling him to come down if he is the Christ. And see how, in defeating these temptations and dying on the cross for our sins, our Lord becomes for us the way to the Father. He becomes the life that we journey in baptism. Because our Lord makes us clean, washes our feet constantly, and strengthens us by his body and blood. Because we are strengthened in him to overcome temptation and to cling to the cross. Because Christ crucified is now the way. The prayer is answered. He is victorious. The evil one is conquered. We are delivered from sin. Lead us not into temptation. It is finished. We pray for all this when we pray, but deliver us from evil. At this, hear our Lord breathe his last. See our Lord's heel bruised as he hangs dead on the cross. See the serpent's head bruised, crushed under the pierced feet. The prayer is answered. Christ is victorious. The evil one is conquered. We are delivered from evil. Deliver us from evil. It is finished. Amen. and mockery.
Let us pray for the whole Christian Church, that our Lord God would vouchsafe to defend her against all the assaults and temptations of the adversary, and keep her perpetually upon the true foundation, Jesus Christ. Almighty and everlasting God, who has revealed your glory to all nations in Jesus Christ and the word of his truth, keep, we beseech you, in safety the works of your mercy, so that your church, spread throughout all the nations, may be defended against the adversary, and may serve you in true faith, and persevere in the confession of your name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for all the ministers of the word, for all vocations of men in the church, and for all the people of God. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose Spirit the whole body of the Church is governed and sanctified, receive the supplications and prayers which we offer before you for all vocations of men in your holy Church, that every member of the same, in his vocation and ministry, may truly and godly serve you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for our catechumens, that our Lord God would open their hearts and the door of his mercy, that, having received the remission of all their sins by the washing of regeneration, they may be mindful of their baptismal covenant and evermore be found in Christ Jesus our Lord. Almighty God and Father, who does always multiply your church and with your light and grace Strengthen the hearts of those whom you have regenerated, confirming unto them your covenant and faithfulness. Grant unto our catechumens increase both of faith and knowledge that they may rejoice in their baptism and really and heartily renew their covenant with you. Amen. Let us pray for all in authority and especially for the government of the United States, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. O merciful Father in heaven, who holds in your hand all the might of man, and who has ordained the powers that be for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well, 
and of whom is all rule and authority in the kingdoms of the world. We humbly beseech you, graciously regard your servant, especially Joseph, our president, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our governor, and all those who make, administer, and judge our laws, that all who receive the sword as your ministers may bear it according to your commandment. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray to our Lord God Almighty that he would deliver the world from all error, take away disease, ward off famine, set free those in chains and bondage, grant a safe return to travelers, health to the sick, and safe havens to those whose work is on land, sea, and air. Almighty and everlasting God, the consolation of the sorrowful and the strength of the weak, may the prayers of them that in any tribulation or distress cry to you, graciously come before you, so that in all their necessities they may mark and receive your manifest help and comfort. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for all who are outside the church, that our Lord God would be pleased to deliver them from their error, call them to faith in the true and living God and His only Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and gather them into his family, the church. Almighty and everlasting God, because you seek not the death but the life of all, hear our prayers for all who have no right knowledge of you. Free them from their error, and for the glory of your name, bring them into the fellowship of your holy church. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for peace, that we may come to the knowledge of God's holy word and walk before him as is fitting for Christians. Almighty and everlasting God, King of glory and Lord of heaven and earth, by whose spirit all things are governed, by whose providence all things are ordered, who are the God of peace and the author of all concord, grant us, we beseech you, your heavenly peace and concord, that we may serve you in true fear, to the praise and glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for our enemies, that God would remember them in mercy and graciously grant them such things as are both needful for them and profitable for their salvation. O Almighty Everlasting God, who, through your only Son, our blessed Lord, has commanded us to love our enemies, to do good to them who hate us, and to pray for those who persecute us. We earnestly beseech you that by your gracious visitation all our enemies may be led to true repentance and may have the same love and be of one accord and one mind and heart with us and with your whole Christian church. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for the fruits of the earth, that God would send down his blessing upon them and graciously dispose our hearts to enjoy them according to his own good will. O Lord, Father Almighty, who by your word has created and continue to bless and uphold all things, we pray you so to reveal to us your word, our Lord Jesus Christ, that he dwelling in our hearts 
we may by your grace be made ready to receive your blessing on all the fruits of the earth and whatsoever pertains to our bodily need. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Finally, let us pray for all those things for which our Lord would have us ask, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Behold the life-giving cross on which was hung the salvation of the world. O come, let us worship him. Behold the life-giving cross on which was hung the salvation of the world. O come, let us worship him. Behold the life-giving cross on which was hung the salvation of the world. O come, let us worship him. Thus says the Lord, What have I done to you, O my people, and wherein have I offended you? Answer me. For I have raised you up out of the prison house of sin and death, and you have delivered up your Redeemer to be scourged. For I have redeemed you from the house of bondage, and you have nailed your Savior to the cross, O my people. Holy Lord God, holy and mighty God, holy and most merciful Redeemer, God eternal, leave us not to bitter death. O Lord, have mercy. says the Lord, What have I done to you, O my people? And wherein have I offended you? Answer me. For I have conquered all your foes, and you have given me over and delivered me to those who persecute me. For I have fed you with my word and refreshed you with living water, and you have given me gall and vinegar to drink. O my people, Holy Lord God, holy and mighty God, holy and most merciful Redeemer, God eternal, allow us not to lose hope in the face of death and hell. O Lord, have mercy.
Thus says the Lord, What have I done to you, O my people, and wherein have I offended you? Answer me. What more could I have done for my vineyard than I have done for it? When I looked for good grapes, why did it yield only bad? My people, is this how you thank your God, O my people? Holy Lord God, holy and mighty God, holy and most merciful Redeemer, God eternal, keep us steadfast in the true faith. O Lord, have mercy. adore you, O Lord, and we praise and glorify your holy resurrection. For behold, by the wood of your cross, joy has come into all the world. God be merciful to us and bless us, and cause his face to shine upon us and have mercy upon us. We adore you, O Lord, and we praise and glorify your holy resurrection. For behold, by the wood of your cross, Joy has come into the world.
We implore you, O Lord, that your abundant blessing may be upon your people who have held the passion and death of your Son in devout remembrance, that we may receive your pardon and the gift of your comfort, and may increase in faith and take hold of eternal salvation. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Right.